and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. What episode are we on? Yes. <laughs> 188. <laughs> Do you like that answer? <laughs> Welcome to episode 188 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch. I am Nixie. I am Grace. Uh, and today we are going over Stargate Atlantis Season 1, uh-huh. episode 18, uh-huh. aka, oh, The Gift, uh-huh. aka Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. <laughs> A.K.A. Metamorphosis, A.K.A. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's Black Cat. Okay. A.K.A. H.P. Huh? Lovecraft's The Outsider. Okay. My A.K.A. Nightmare on Lanta Street. <laughs> Yours is the best one. <laughs> and I'm keeping that one. Nightmare on Lanta Street. Nice. That is exactly what it is. Seriously, that's why... That's why Freddy Krueger always freaked me the fuck out more than any other of the 80s, sort of 70s and 80s horror film. Because he's a wraith. Because he's a wraith. <laughs> he's in your head. He's going to kill you while you sleep. Like, I can run away One, from Mike Myers. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Remember that? Oh, Three, four, yes. you better lock your door. Yes. In fact, I think... Was it last year for Christmas? Christmas. Yep. It's a Christmas film. Last year for Halloween or the year before for Halloween. On Halloween, we went down to the local nonprofit tiny movie theater. Oh, yeah. And saw it on film. <gasps> That's awesome. It was really good. Um, Watch Johnny Depp I die. think, I think, if I have played my cards right, mm-hmm. I have Halloween off. Ooh. We're gonna do scary, creepy things, and I'm gonna get them on video. <laughs> well, we are, and, and you know, you know what Halloween is for us. It's Nick and I's meetiversary. Oh, our meet cute was on Halloween. <laughs> well, Jesse and I don't have that, but we do have a very special affinity to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, I fucking love the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. Uh, is there anything from this week? Okay, I have one small thing from okay. this week. It has nothing to do with anything. Say it. But I just... There's two things. Last night I had a bacon, bacon, bacon dinner. Wow, what was that? That included a bacon-infused whiskey drink, candied bacon for an appetizer, mm-hmm. and then bacon-baked mac and cheese. So, did you have any bacon in your meal? No. Okay. <laughs> also, this is apropos to nothing, but I'm so excited, and therefore you guys have to hear about it. <laughs> I got a super fancy sewing machine. Yes. Nixie did get a fancy sewing machine. And we it's were playing so with fancy. It today. Um, it's pretty the coolest thing. I mean, it, it... So you are now the kid who just got the Nintendo? Yeah. So I'm going to be over all the time. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, we also just got a Nintendo. An actual Nintendo, that's true. But yeah, um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna start doing my homework here. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's like a. I've been sewing for years. I sew a lot. Mm-hmm. I sew this that I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sew a lot, and I've been sewing on sort of the entry level hundred dollar has four stitches sewing machine for years. You know, like when your mom's like, I don't know that you're gonna follow through with this yeah. board, so I'm not gonna buy you a fancy yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, like seven. It's like so eighty bucks or hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. 
This is it's the guy. It's loud. It was loud as shit. Yeah. It was clunky. But you did things with it. But this thing is like silent. And it cuts thread for me. And it's automated. And there's a computer on it. When it comes to sewing machines, it's pretty damn cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so that and it's a nothing... singer, and I like that you're camp singer, not brother, because I am also camp singer. It is. It is camp singer. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it, it, nothing to do with anything on this podcast. I just may this may be recorded a little bit, like an hour late than normal because someone was playing with their sewing machine <laughs> all morning. Uh, well, for sharing non-pod things, I do have pop culture things. Um, I feel I've shared this with Nixie. Yeah. But I wanted to share it with the group because I'm really proud of myself. In class the other day, I drew a line from the Plato's. Is it Plato? Yeah, from Plato's Republic, or is it Socrates? Doesn't matter. From the allegory of the cave. Oh yeah, no. To Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm really proud of it. That's fantastic. <laughs> And that is skill. Well, it's what this class is about, and it <laughs> scares the crap out of me, and it's really, really hard. But but you're making it. But I'm making it through, and then I had a minor heart attack last night when I could not save my take-home exam. Yep. We were talking about Shrek. Yep. Yeah. Shrek, 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 Shrek. There's no edit here. No. <laughs> there was no edit. Shrekity and We up. didn't have the dog freak out at something. And then I dropped my coffee. Well, I wasn't going to admit that part. I said, fine, I did it. Audio I people. That co- was just going to be a video people perk. I'm two sips into right. my beer, and therefore I knocked over my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so do we have anything else before I... <laughs> Kelly just rubbed up against my leg and she is wet with coffee. <laughs> March 11, 2005. Uh, this was written by Robert C. Cooper with some story help by Martin Giro uh, and directed by, I forgot to write it down, but I'm pretty sure it's Martin Wood. Mm-hmm. It was definitely Martin nope, definitely Peter, Peter Wood. Definitely Peter Deloise. That's what you said. Yep, 100% uh-huh. what I said. <laughs> the whole time. Uh, the two guests here are Claire Rankin, who plays mm. Dr. Kate Heitmeyer. Mm. And the important thing that I felt like sharing is, according at least to the Stargate Wiki, she is a certified sommelier. Oh, fancy time. That just, I love it. I'm a fan. And um, Dr. Brenda Mc... Doctor, she's, she's, she's a doctor of awesomeness. Dr. Uh, Brenda. Brenda McDonald plays... Um, Dr. Brenda McSommelier. <laughs> I'm gonna make up that character. Brenda McDonald plays Sharon. Yes. Uh, and my favorite small fact I could find about her is her IMDb entries only go back to 1992. So I mean, she could have well been a stage actress well before then. But I, in my head, some uh-huh. of her first first credits still say Grandma. Oh. So in my head, I'm just have the 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 like canon that. She just wanted to go on a different career adventure later in her life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm good with it. Don't know if it's true or not, but it's what I'm saying. She was just like, I'm retired now, I'm going to be an actress. Yeah. Cool. I'm down with that. I like it. I want to be a witch when I retire. I'm going to be a drug addict (laughs) when I retire. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Yeah. If, if I make it to 75, I'm doing all the drugs. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I mean, I see no... Mushrooms. Yeah. Psychedelics. I'm going to be raving. 
Yep. With the 18-year-olds. They're going to be like, what is happening? Yep. Yeah. All natural ones, of course, because those are the only fun ones to me. I'm going to pretend to be like an old sage and be like, come with me. That's I'm going to be the wild mother. You're going to be the wild mother. (laughs) My goal, I've said this many times before, my goal Mm -hmm. when I get older is to be the lady at the end of the street that all the kids in the neighborhood think is a witch. (laughs) Well, I want to be right a guest. That's kind of what I want to be. I just want to I'll live be in. Trelawney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll we be can Professor be friends. Trelawney. We can still be friends that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. Cool. So, <laughs> we start with the Stargate night shift. On the night shift, the sweet What is that? I don't have no idea how that song actually goes. I just know it goes. I made shit up. Night shift. Don't know. Also, McKay is still up, finding his coffee cup empty. Ford has a comic book on the wall. Which is the Amazing Avenger, <laughs> and I believe that's Martin Wood as a superhero on the cover. Oh, and that's I'm awesome! Also, pretty sure it was made for Avenger 2.0. It was never used, so they just kind of stuck it there. <laughs> I like it. Also, because it's Ford, he has a gun under his pillow. Well, sure. I feel like a gun under the pillow is not smart. I mean, I don't know enough about guns to know that it's not smart. Like, I imagine there's a safety situation. Like, he probably has a safety on it. A, yes. B, I'm also just the person of, at least my, anything that goes under my pillow will end up on the floor. Oh. Somehow. Well, see, maybe Ford's like me, like, I don't move. I'm just like, maybe if you want it near you, put it on the nightstand that is literally next to your head. Well, if you sleep like you, or if you sleep like domestic partner boyfriend Jesse, also looks like... A hurricane hit uh-huh. the bedroom. Um, but I go full vampire <laughs> when I sleep. Like, I am, I like, I wouldn't even call it Disney princess because it's a little creepy. Yeah. But it's full, no motion, uh-huh. nothing moves. I can get out of bed and it looks like I made the bed. Yeah, that's not It's me. very strange and I'm aware of it. Nope. So maybe Ford's just like a sleeper like me and was like, I know exactly we where I literally saw is. him turn over. That's fair. <laughs> Just kidding. I tried for it. I tried to help so you So John has the amazing poster of Johnny Cash over his bed. Of course. And I'm like, I thought we were only allowed one personal item. And now he has a football game, War and Peace, I and wonder, a Johnny Cash poster. I wonder if he's, like, traded people. And I think like, he smuggled them in. That's possible, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I wonder how much he actually knows Johnny Cash. Like, that was somebody else's personal effect. No. Here's why I'm pretty sure he's actually a Johnny Cash fan. Okay. Because in his mind fantasy in the one episode, oh, right. he had the he had exact the poster. same poster. It was the exact same poster as That's his fantasy right. house. I, I'm still convinced that something he's he's taken things from people. I mean, <laughs> that might be true as well. Because I think he's charming enough to do so. But it's also the situation, I mean, oh, like not stolen, just like acquired like, them. Hey, I found this cool thing off planet. If you give me your football, <laughs> I'll give you this thing that I found off planet. That there was probably a zillion of yeah, that was that being discarded of. Because, um, I mean, how many teams go off planet? You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. So we zero in on Taylor sleeping. On her Triscuit pillow. On her Triscuit pillow. Because <laughs> it looks just that like a That does not look comfortable. No, it looks like a Triscuit. And we see a wraith roaming the halls of Atlantis. Coming to Taylor's door. Opening uh, it. Reaching down to feed on her. Uh, and she struggles, dear. wakes up from her nightmare. A wraith is coming Then goes running. you. Ends up at John's door. When it doesn't, no one's answering, she just kind of barges her way on in. Mm-hmm. 
and finds a wraith-eaten corpse of yeah, John instead good in the bed. It's like, well, that's not sexy at all. I was really looking forward <laughs> to going into John's room at night. Dang it. Turns to find the wraith standing behind her mm-hmm. and then wakes up from her dream again covered in perfect sweat. Good times. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you, they need to do something about the way they put the sweat on these people because they just do like a light sprinkling. It's just the mister. Yeah, and it's like people don't sweat like that, but fine. It's fine. It, no, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I grew up dancing. That is called a glow. Oh, okay. But even then, Women I feel like it's a, in weird parts of her face where the sweat wouldn't naturally that's land. The, no, that's the difference between sweating uh-huh. and glowing. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, got it. Got it. I'm ready. I was told all through dance, you don't sweat, you glow. No, bitch, I sweat. <laughs> also, I really love to have the head of my bed right up against a beautiful window vista like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't consider that. I was so busy focused on her Triscuit pillow. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't see anything beyond that pillow. And credits. <laughs> so when we come back, John and Taylor are stick sparring, mm-hmm. which I seriously want to learn how to do. Yes. And you can tell that Taylor is not on her game. I've tried to do that before with um, a domestic partner boyfriend, Jesse, uh-huh. because he has sticks to spar with and do things with. And so I'll just pick them up sometimes, and he's like, put that down. <laughs> And I'm like, no, let's do a thing. And he goes, put it down. <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself. I, uh, and then the dogs try to eat it, and then it's all over. <laughs> a, fr- a friend of mine in college who did uh, martial arts uh, had a bookend that I then broke in <laughs> against the corner of a wall. Super cool. On a dare from her, <laughs> she goes, you can't break this. And so then you had and then to I prove broke her it. wrong. Well, I mean, she's standing right there. She goes, you, you can't break it if you slam it against the corner. And so I did. And then it broke because I'm... Like, you told me to do this. Apparently stronger than she thought I was. Yeah, well, that's her fault, isn't it? Because Probably. everybody knows that a Nixie is Wonder Woman. Probably, to be fair. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Taylor gets her ass rocked. Taylor goes down. Like, John is surprised <laughs> as we are that he is taking her ass to the mat. Yeah. Normally it's his ass to the mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also just love the fact that they they don't pull punches when they spar. No. That's how you want to spar, though. Like, yeah. Like, you want to go all out. Because you trust the you trust your sparring partner enough. Yeah. That it's, there's no one's pulling punches here. Yeah. Like, you're pulling punches, but not really. No. You trust your partner to, to, to defend. Yes. You know, it's like, I'm going to hit as hard as I can because I know that you're going to defend and you're going to yeah. be able to block me. Um, it's kind of like, <laughs> I've told this story before, but I love it so, so much that <laughs> I'm going to tell it again. That when my sister taught her girls to play softball, she's like, I'm throwing the ball at your face. I'm yeah. going to hit you with it because yeah. I trust you to catch it. Yeah. And Sometimes she did. I didn't. <laughs> And she did. And you know what, though? I've, I've never seen kids play that well. Yeah, sometimes I didn't catch the ball. You know, if you hit your, uh, you know, if you hit your arm uh-huh. hard enough with a softball, yeah, uh, you can get a bruise that is so distinct that you can uh, see the stitches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've gotten one of those before. Yep, that's fun. But you stopped it with your body. Yes, I did. See? And it ball wasn't did not my get face. past you. <laughs> that still works. So Taylor admits that she has not been sleeping well. She's having intense nightmares mm. about the wraith, and they haven't been this bad since her father was taken. And uh, she's cranky as fuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So in the briefing room, Weir is speaking to all the department heads. Uh, I can imagine that's all the department heads. Mm-hmm. Um, like, any ideas? Anybody? 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 We have a week till the Wraith get here. You can see tensions are high as McKay and Zelenka are bickering over telling Weir they think their best option is the chair, but they're not really sure. Yeah. They have a chair here, just like the one in Antarctica. Yep, just like Jack's chair. Jack's lazy boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, McKay has the concerns that they just don't have the power. Right. Because they haven't turned it on yet, let alone see how much juice it uses, which, I mean, the shield is a power hog enough mm-hmm. that this thing is probably going to be the next power hog, but they don't know. It could use more energy than the shield. I have a feeling this this chair is going to come up again. Here's my theory. Yes. The chairs are connected. When we finally turn on the chair, it's going to wake up the chair in Antarctica, and then Jack's going to come to Atlantis. And right when Sam and Jack have figured out that they love each other and he's going to retire, he's going to have to go sit in the chair. Okay. The end. Okay. 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 I'll take a drink. Yep. So, meanwhile... Bates is like... I'm the chairs sh- are a lie. Okay. Then. <laughs> Bates is fairly sure he found a good alpha site. Uh, and John is going to do the final inspection of it after lunch. And as for the Athosians, the Athosians are a bit like, why the fuck should we eva- evacuate? Yeah. Um, no world is safe. We spent our entire lives running from the Wraith. Right. They're so, like, fuck it. We're going to go down like badasses too. Yeah. And so Weir takes that to go... So you're just going to stay put. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to destroy Atlantis. And then Taylor's basically like, bitch, did I stutter? Yeah, because like, <laughs> she's like, we're going to destroy Atlantis before the Wraith, we allow the Wraith to take control of Atlantis. Right. So if you stay in the mainland, you're going to get cut off from the Stargate. And the Athosians, she's like, yeah, the Athosians get that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. starts to say something and just Taylor snaps back, going, no, we're going to fucking fight next to you. Well, you know, there's this thing that happens a lot where the crew from Atlantis, we especially, especially, um, forgets that the Athosians are a full race and people, not children she has to protect. Yes. And Weir quickly goes into this, like, I must protect everyone mode. She goes full Janeway, if you will. She goes full Janeway. But these people are fully capable people. Yes. You know, they may not have the advanced technology that the, you know, um, our Atlantis crew comes with, but that doesn't mean that they can't be of use, and that doesn't mean that their spirit is not that one of, like, no, we're gonna fight. Well, it's also just the fact that that doesn't mean they don't have the agency to make their own goddamn decisions. That, too, yeah. If they want to stay there and be cut off from the Stargate, that's not necessarily the worst thing that can happen to right. the Athosians. Mm-hmm. They're like, we've been in worse. We've yeah. literally already lost our entire home, so what's the what's the difference? Because the question is, is if they don't, if they don't have a Stargate on the planet, would the Wraith be less likely to visit there? Well, based on the end of this thing, then yeah. If there's no Stargate, then there's no way to get back to where you're trying to get to. It's it's an interesting question. Can you protect your village, protect your planet mm-hmm. from the Wraith by not having a Stargate? I think it gives you. A chance to be less desirable to the wraith. It would also give you nowhere to run. That's the, the thing. Your planet. So it makes you less desirable. However, if they if they decide to come for you, then yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. So you, it's a gamble. 
you can take that gamble and be like, well, we're going to get rid of our Stargate because then they're not going to want to come here. Um, but yeah, then, then there's no room to adapt the plan. Yeah. Says and that, the, yeah. The mere thought of staying and fighting in the city sends Kevin off the fucking deep end. Because he's a big, giant pansy. He's like, there's tens of thousands of life-sucking aliens and a highly advanced civilization of star- spaceships. And Who they all, let him on the team? They have 200 people. What is his people, redeeming factor? And most of them are scientists who have never fired a gun before, which I have a hard time believing. Mainly because I have a hard time believing that they would send the scientists on a mission of this sort without giving them some basic self-defense. Well, here's the difference, though. Even if they did, does that mean they know how to use it? You know, uh, let's think of how quickly this, this team got off the ground. No, I agree with that fact. They may not be, like, they may have only fired weapons there, but Kavanaugh specifically said a bunch of scientists who have never fired a gun before. I think he's, so here's the thing with Kavanaugh. I, we're supposed to hate him. I hate him. Yes. He's unlikable. Nobody, he thinks he's, he's dumb. Um, but dissenting voices are important. Yes. He also has a... It's how you dissent, though. He has a tendency for hyperbole and negativity. So, well, it's important to have voices to be like, hey, this is crazy. Like, literally, this is crazy. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Literal crazy time. Um... Going the whole like on the rails on the crazy train. Him saying <laughs> scientists who don't know how to use a gun means scientists who've used a gun once. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Um, I just really don't like Kevin on when he's just everything super he unlikable. Yeah. McKay, shockingly, as mm-hmm. he says for the first time, has to agree with Kevin Yeah. John's like, look, we're just you were saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. And since we already know his philosophy of not not fighting a battle, he doesn't think he can win. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. McKay's like, remember... What's that thing I'm supposed to remember? Uh, it was the Alamo. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. But I mean, also, McKay, remember the Battle of Thermopylae? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Which I got correct on a history test... In grade school, because of the final episode of Deep Space Nine. Fancy. Yeah, they mentioned it in the final episode of Deep Space Nine, and which is literally, and I remember specifically how I got the question right <laughs> on a history class. And, and you know, sometimes TV is super important and teaches you things. My favorite with the Battle of Al- Alamo, I was going to go into it, and I was like, you know. What do you remember? Hmm. I remember the Alamo. Well, no. That's my- it. My my just my favorite thing about the Alamo has always sort of been the whole concept that people usually say of that history is written by the victors. Yes. But in this case, history is kind of written by not the victors. It's just kind of a <laughs> we're just gonna a move. complicated story. Remember how the right there come to kill so, us? Yeah. Hey. So Taylor's super fine, guys. Taylor's very fine. Yeah. John reminds the scientists that you know you don't have to be on the front line to help with the war efforts, and Zelenka reminds him that the A bomb was not necessarily science's finest moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but. It definitely changed the course of of history. Yes, it did. Now, right now, the course of history for Atlantis is probably destruction. So it could probably use a change in course. Look at me not using any of the bad words. (laughs) So we're brings them back to topic. Wraith are coming, and until they're here, I want all options on the table. Mm -hmm. 
So Atlantis has the most beautiful cafeteria <laughs> ever. We never really see the food, though, so I'm a little concerned. But the like, cafeteria is pretty. Yes, but, like, the cafeteria um, has Stargate Command. Maybe not the prettiest, but damn, that jello looks good. But they have pie. Yeah, it's kind of like, look, I don't care how pristine your kitchen is. If the food ain't good, I don't want to eat there. I don't know. It's really pretty there. All right, fine. It's pretty. Okay. Um, Taylor's pushing nothing. her food around, looking very tired. And she's a new fine, player guys. enters she's the super ring. fine. Yeah. Dr. Kate Heitmeyer. <laughs> Dr. Sexy Therapist. Also, am I the only one shipping her and Taylor? Is that inappropriate no, to ship fine. someone and their therapist? Uh, partly questionable, but I'll, I'll let it but slide. But just the, the look of those two women next to I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That's got to that. go down. I'm fine with that. <laughs> How about don't be my therapist anymore? <laughs> be my girlfriend. <laughs> So cue the standard people being confused how a doctor and a doctor can be so many different things. Yeah. Doctor doesn't mean I know, but a thing. Again, Taylor But you know what? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. understand it's, that. It's like we me? have to teach him. The doctor is just a title for someone with a lot of school. Basically. <laughs> um, but Kate is a psychologist. Someone who I'm sure is extremely busy in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Or. Or. Not you would think super busy, but it honest—it's honestly surprising that that many people go to her because the amount of military people on the base and people that have been told to like kind of shove it down the way Taylor has would surprise me. I'm hoping that it's because she goes out of her way to reach people. Yeah, I can imagine though she's still fairly busy on base. Yeah, it's fair. Because here's my thing: is even if you are not someone who is has been woke enough to go see a, a therapist. Well, and not even that, because like, that makes it sound negative. It's just, like, people who are told to just suck it up. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is the people who have not, like, come around in their head to how it's a healthy thing to do for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine being on Atlantis and being, like, balled up like that. Maybe you go, I'm curious about this thing that's supposed to help <laughs> yeah. me. It's like one drink in. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, tell me about this thing that I feel. Uh-huh. Why do I feel shame? Basically. Tell me about this shame that I'm feeling right now. Why is it here? Is it because I'm Catholic? Cool. Got it. Got it. Is it also because I just... Catholic guilt runs strong. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just pick things that seem to work. Um, shame but, is a bitch, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if you're working through shame, but Taylor I is, am with you. Taylor is side-eyeing this woman so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kate tries to make some connections, like admitting Taylor must have to do a lot of the same things that Kate does for her own people, be a counselor, yeah. being an ear, and it must be really hard to always keep such a brave face. She's clearly good at her job. She's Very. just kind of like, let me just have a conversation with you. Yeah. And Taylor says... Also because you're pretty and I don't want you to leave my table. Thanks, bye. Super pretty. (laughs) Taylor says, from strength comes hope, and without hope, her people would be lost. And, you know, rebellions are built on hope. Taylor is a new hope for her people. So Kate pokes the edges of Taylor's emotional bubble a few times, testing (laughs) the bubble string. Yeah. It's pretty strong. Um, I'm here if you need to talk, or more. So Taylor's like, did John (laughs) speak to you? Kate's like, yeah. yeah. And Taylor nopes out of there. Like, immediately, she's like, I'm fine. Which, I mean, to be fair, even 30 years ago, that's yeah. the basic response from people. Fine is a red flag. Yes. I'm fine is a red flag everywhere. There's a reason why the meme is, this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is fine. Um, like, in her head, 
it's what a lot of people instant trigger is is like i'm not crazy thank you i don't i don't need yeah, to talk I'm to mind. anyone I, this is i'm just gonna shove it all down deeper until it eats me alive I mean, it works really well for me it super helps and i'm just gonna <laughs> shove it down there and then i'm gonna numb it numb it with yep. alcohol yep and, and things knitting. Alcohol and knitting, that's how stuff. I make it through life. Whereas I'm like, I feel this! Everybody look at this thing I'm feeling! Do you see it? You can't see it? Please how can put you it not, in the refrigerator! How can you not see it? It's so out there! Look what I can do! Come feel it, yeah. So geared up, Taylor chases John down and on the way to the, to the gate room and like whisper yells at him like, what the hell did you tell her? <laughs> yeah. John's oblivious he did anything wrong is like i told her what you told me because you can't sleep and you're you're having nightmares and she's like i fucking told you that shit and confidence he goes yeah but like it's her job to deal with that shit and it's kind of my job to deal with my team so i told the person i'm supposed to tell yeah for shit like that you know, thank goodness he's as strong as he is. He's like, yeah, no, this is how it goes. Yeah. Do, this is how the life should be. This, this is, is how you deal with that. No, yeah. go do your homework, yeah. basically. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor admits that there's nothing wrong with her mind, and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to have people thinking she's crazy. Yeah. And John's like, you should maybe not go with us on this mission. She can't sit still, though. She keeps having this. I was, okay, so recently I was listening to... A podcast, um, it, well, a Marin podcast, and he was having a conversation with Colbert. Oh, jeez. And it was great, and Colbert talked about his anxiety, and I share the story because I related so hard. I was like, oh, that's how my anxiety feels, too. <laughs> and I don't know that everybody knows this, but he talked about how he had, uh, I can't find the word, like an actual full mental breakdown at the age of 29 Mm -hmm. and he was walking tight circles around his couch and his wife came home (laughs) and she goes what'd you do today and he goes you're looking at it (laughs) and it was (laughs) and it was basically if he kept moving it couldn't get him it couldn't yeah he could can't catch you because it's in the back it's it's Uh hanging out in the back and if you just keep moving he can't get you and I, th- I understand that, which is yeah. why you just keep moving until your body literally just quits on you. <laughs> and I think that's what Taylor's trying to do Probably. here. She's like, I just have to keep doing things. Uh-huh. Keep doing things. Because also the idea that if you are not doing things, then you actually have to think. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Then you have to confront the thing that's in the back of your yeah. Then you don't want to look at them. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm just going to keep moving this way. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I sort of do end up doing the same thing. Yeah. But mine is less physically moving and uh-huh. I just create, like I distract it by doing uh, other things. Yeah. I'm not physically moving. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to go sew some, I'm going to. Can't think about this because I'm paint. sewing now. Yep. Look, <laughs> I'm planning my next knitting project. Look, I'm spinning. <laughs> Sorry, can't talk to you. Busy. Super busy. Busy bye. <laughs> so basically, Taylor does not have to go on this mission. They're just giving the final sign off on the alpha site. Like, McKay's not going. I'm also going to make sure it's safe for the Athosians. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be off your game without having something capital W wrong with you. Yeah, that's fair. Which is an important thing to note. Sure. Um, You snapped at Weir. You're snapping at me. Like... We care for you. You're turning into a snapping turtle, and we yeah. are very worried. 
Have a Snickers. Because we don't want to put you out into the ocean. We would like you to live on the base. <laughs> okay, I'm done. To be fair, my only actual panic attack happened in the ocean. Oh. Like, in, yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So anyway, um, again, the whole concept of keeping it moving. She's like, I'm fine. The wraith are coming. I have to do something. And John is like, you're doing something is a nap. Mm-hmm. Go nap. Sometimes we need break time. Go have some. Go have. A Go watch British Twix. Bake Off. That does it for oh, me. British Bake Off is good. <laughs> so, Last night when I had my meltdown because, guys, I tried to turn in a final that was due at midnight and at 11.15, um, my drive died and yeah. I couldn't access my paper and had to rewrite it. Um, so then afterwards, I just watched British Bake Off until I passed out. Really good. <laughs> I've only seen the first uh, episode of the season. Somehow my unwinding this past week has been finally catching up on the newest season of Handmaid's Tale. And I... No. That's not healthy, but yet still I need to... It's like the sooner I finish the season, the sooner I cannot watch it. Yeah. Well, it's like, um... Yeah, it's... Yeah, no. It's It's not a healthy show to binge. (laughs) I started watching Dead Like Me. I love. Are you liking it? I did. I it's watched the first episode, it? and it's really cute. Yeah, it's, I love Dead Like Me. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, so Taylor goes off, takes her gear off, settles in for a nap, but instead she goes to see Kate. And when the door opens, it's McKay. Yay! Who quickly tries to cover that him and Kate are seeing each other, so don't say anything to anyone to cover that he's probably just talking to his therapist. I mean, he is seeing her. He they is are seeing, seeing her. each other, but. Uh, to me, she's only got eyes for Taylor. Clearly. I've decided that. And same goes the other way around. So Kate and Taylor sit down. She starts to describe her nightmares <coughs> and quickly tries to get up, trivializing Kate, what she's been going through. So Kate brings her back. Um, have you always been able to sense the wraith? And Taylor's like... I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> And she describes the feeling as like a deep cold in her gut. And when she was a girl, she couldn't breathe and she didn't know why. Hmm. And then the dart showed up. Super good times. So the knot has been in her gut like permanently recently. Yeah. And Um, Taylor, like. It is this entire, just this entire metaphor for anxiety. hundred percent. It's just like, yeah, I just feel all these feelings and that's fine. I'm just going to shove them in there and yeah. they're just going to eat me inside. That's all. So she goes, this time it's different. Maybe it's because it's permanent. It's not going away. But the ability is rare among her people. Um, some, some have the sense stronger than others. And she's the strongest of right. her generation, essentially. So she's got this sense of having to protect everyone. Yes. And she's also got this sense of I'm different than everyone somehow. And so all these things kind of build in her and create this, just this state of anxiety and like freak out mode all the time. So she's got to, she has to be fine. And like the feeling that she has no one to turn to. Because there's no one there. She's the only one. She's so different from everyone else. And she does say that it, she, it doesn't make her feel special to her. It's the same as someone having blue eyes or brown eyes. Right. If you have the sense or not. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, she didn't choose this and there was no... It, it, it's almost like a helpless thing. Like, I didn't, I can't choose what color my eyes are. I can't choose to be this person. Yeah. But here I am dealing with it now. Like, I have to deal with it. So yeah. it's just this complete lack of control. Yes. Over the whole situation. 
So in her nightmare, the wraith stalked the city, Mm -hmm. seeming to know exactly which room is Taylor's. And when it stands over Taylor, the wraith is Taylor. Yay. That's when we go. It's coming from inside the city. It's coming from inside the Taylor. So Kate tries to reassure Taylor. Is it metamorphosis where the guy starts to become the bug? Yes. This is what this is. Yes. She's like, I am the bug. <laughs> I am a bug. Um, it's just the the fly. And then what do bugs mean? There's so much. Well, and, and Kate tries to tell Taylor to not put stock in your dreams. Like, it's just another brain. It's just another way that your brain works shit out. And we forget most of our dreams anyway. There's no hidden meanings. It's just brain synapses going. Mm-hmm. And your brain is just... Figuring out what images to put with those brain synapses. Except Kayla's dooming something. And, and is, that's proven to be true later in the episode. Yeah, but I think that's not necessarily her dreaming. Sure. I think in these cases where she, it's like the race stock and sitting standing over her, those are just dreams. Right, right, That her right, brain right. is... Putting together her worrying that the Wraith are coming to the city with like, Wraith are in the city. Yep. And I are Wraith. So Taylor is pretty put off that even on any part of her brain, her brain would associate to see her as a wraith. And it might just be a way, Kate says, of her brain connecting with her wraith sense, her wraith detector. Right. It's it's so the enemy that anything that connects her to it makes her uncomfortable, a little bit insecure on top of all the other feelings. So, yeah, of course she goes right into like, holy shit, I'm a wraith. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that and and Kate says something interesting here that we all want to feel like we're in control, but often that control is purely an illusion mm-hmm. and things are just going to happen. But the more we know about the situation, the more control we feel like we have. Regardless of the control, we may or may not act. But ultimately, have. we have none controls because we are not the creators of anything other than our own actions. Exactly. So the next stop is Carson. He's packing up to go back to go to go bags. He's packing up with med supplies. So Carson tells her that you know, look, I ran all sorts of tests when you first got here. Like, there's nothing necessarily to explain your superpowers. Hashtag not a wraith. And she's like, Bye. I only, I only have one superpower. Mm. He goes, just one. <laughs> I've seen you fight, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> and He's I, still the sweetest, cutest I thing in the world. I adore him so much. Yeah. The best bedside manner ever. I know. <laughs> and even, like, if the wraith sense is a gene, like, Carson would have to have samples from her whole family, would have a slim chance of pinpointing, like, the exact code for her spidey sense. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, if she is willing to put her life on the line, then yes, he will fly her out to the mainland to visit the Athosians. Sure. There she meets with Sharon. Mm-hmm. Well, I can only imagine living under the right threat of the wraith your entire life is an accomplishment to get to that age. Yeah. To make it that old without dying yeah. is pretty fucking sweet. So imagine what a badass she is. But I want to take a minute to discuss. Okay, so here's the thing. 
is the story of Taylor, right? And yes. her and what she's dealing with in these identity issues. So she knows there's this connection to the thing she hates. She's there's this connection to the wraith. She's scared of it. Yep. She's clearly scared of it. She's scared of becoming it. So what is her answer? What does she do? She connects with the opposite. She goes back to an Athosian, to her oldest, yeah. dearest Athosian, and eats soup. Totally in a hut soup. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's it just uh, it's it's so just well crafted i yeah. dig it i really dig it and i mean she has known taylor her entire life mm-hmm. back when she was just doing sketches um and and i also there is a part of me that loves the pure tenacity of sharon because she's like look I am be I am too old to believe that there's ever going to be a time without the wraith. Right. Go take those fairy tales somewhere else, youngling. Yeah, bye. Yeah. No, no, no. This is this is just how we die. It this is how is we fine. die. Yeah. The, the I love I love the pure tenacity of that. Yeah. And when the topic comes up to the wraith sense, she admits that she has a secret, mm-hmm. and that Taylor's father asked to never reveal this to Taylor. No so, living so, so look at, listen to this. It's like the one person that she felt was the complete opposite of this thing she's trying to disconnect from is the person who holds the key of why she is connected to this thing that she yeah. doesn't want to be part of. Ugh. So there's a story about a few people who once returned from once the Once upon a time, there was an ogre. This is the story of the Deathly Hollows. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. On, a, on another planet, there was villagers that were taken... But a few times, some of those villagers came back. Dun, dun, dun. So Taylor finishes recounting this story to Weir and John. That some thought those who returned had been blessed by the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Or that they had vanquished the wraith that, that took them. Mm-hmm. And, like, fought themselves free. But soon, those people who returned were come to be feared. Because they admitted that they were hearing voices. And at one point, some of them started to become extremely violent and murder people. And... Well, they were tainted. They were different now. They're different. But they were mostly, eventually, in the end, they were killed or banished. Mm -hmm. And uh, some that were banished passed on the gift, as they called it, to future generations. And one of them was to one of Taylor's ancestors. Cool, cool, cool. And Taylor has the address that all this happened on. And Taylor wants to go... We were just like, yeah, awesome timing. This is totally what we're going to do right now. This is exactly the right thing. Let's just go fuck around on some other planet. And Taylor's like, yeah, actually, the timing might be good because maybe there's a way to fight the wraith there. Yeah. What if I know things? And John and we were like, sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go do that. Let's go study where I got my gift that I never wanted. <laughs> on said planet. Yeah. Ford is bored and wants to go home. Jonna's like, look, we're going to be here as long as needs to be for Taylor to wrap this up with her head yeah. and get some sleep. The dismissal here. The dismissal of, like, her being special. Now, on the surface, it plays as one thing, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just me trying to get back to my mission. But here's the other thing. John is special. Yes. John has always been special and he holds his key. And as much as he's unassuming, he kind of likes being special. Yeah. There's a reason why he runs around like John McClane. Yes. Trying to save everybody. So now that someone else could be special, how quickly does he dismiss it? Is there a threat there? Well, I, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily because of a threat. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of... But just in our human, you know, our human instincts, yeah. is there just, like, not a purposeful out loud threat, but is there something underneath? I don't know. 
I, I think a lot of it in this specific case is like, this is not the time or the place uh-huh. for, for us to do this. That's fair. To be fair, we can hear Kaylee barking in the background. What I'm really glad about is that people were just pulling weeds right outside the window. Uh-huh. And she never noticed. Yeah. Because that could have gotten real loud real quick. But the nice thing is I think she's just in the background. Yeah, she's just she's upstairs. She's foreground barks. Yeah. They're just background barks. Just background barks. She's just laying down some tracks. Just let you know she's still here. Yeah. She, hey, guys, in case you forgot, I exist. So McKay may have a little something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he trails off. And he's like, where it's like, McKay, you got a little what? A little what? Yeah, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love how what? much he wants this joke to work. And everybody's like, no. <laughs> John gives him this look. And Ford's like, what? You people make fun of me all the time. Yeah, why can't I do the funny? Come on. Yeah, y'all are jerks. So the energy reading McKay is getting is coming from what looks like a solid stone wall. Mm -hmm. And the magic ancient device hasn't been wrong yet. So there's something here and they can't figure out what's going on. And Taylor just puts her hands up to it and disappears while they're back to Yeah, gotta go. Yeah. McKay suggests they just... She went right through the looking glass. Well, McKay suggests they just platforms nine and three quarter it. Uh-huh. Just run straight at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a way. If you believe, then it's there. But quickly from the inside, Taylor brings the wall down with her mind. Wowza. And it is a secret base inside that really looks a lot like the Wraith. Mm-hmm. Back it's on very the... wraithy decorative style. Very wraithy. Mm-hmm. I am not cocoons I'm not, everywhere. Not big on the wraithy style. I'm not a big on cocoon web like things. No, I'm good. Not a fan. So back on Atlantis, Weir visits McKay in his lab. They're mm-hmm. pretty sure they found a wraith laboratory and yeah. abandoned for who knows how long. But McKay was able to pull a data recorder. Cool. Yep. And Weir is here just in time for McKay to crack the code. And the information on it is just gibberish to him. <laughs> and Weir wonders doesn't finish a sentence so we're talks the way i've learned that i write yeah where i'm like no it's all there on the paper and it's like actually you never said the thing that you just told me yep you said uh that's what i'm learning about my writing because a lot of it (laughs) too much of it is between the lines and between the lines i mean still in my head see what's and what's what's fun is is i almost write the exact opposite because you've seen how i write if i'm writing it is stream of consciousness my favorite (laughs) punctuation is an ellipses i just keep writing and if i pause i will dot 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 until i come up come back and then keep and there's there's no there's no punctuation no uh, what does Jesse call my writing? He's like, you're just coming in and hitting things with a baseball bat. <laughs> you just come in and smack it around with a baseball bat and then you go. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm like, here's every thought in my head as they're trailing in yeah, my head. Yeah. Just drowning it in thoughts. There's, I, cause, and because my mind thinks so fast, my fingers have to move so fast. So yeah. there is misspellings. There's spaces <laughs> in weird places. There's missing words in the yeah. middle of a thought. <laughs> Apparently I just don't share enough of the thoughts. That's fine. And I'm like, oh, no, it says it right there. It's like, oh, Can't actually, no. Can't you read my mind? Yeah. Can't you read in between every other word that I didn't write? <laughs> but what Weir does eventually say is that mm-hmm. um, she thinks she might be able to translate the wraith writing. I know some of these words. I are wraith, too. Ha, ha, ha. And then 
Tayla and Weir take over the base and attack everybody, and then it's all a cocoon. Guys, don't tell her that she just guessed the and plot of the next episode correctly. Jack wakes up from his nightmare, and <laughs> Stargate Atlantis was always just in his head. Oh, man. <laughs> no, 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 and Daniels, and Daniels, and okay. Daniels. Yeah. So, back in Kate's office, mm-hmm. seemingly, mm-hmm. Uh, Kate's like, maybe you're only able to open the door because you were Wraith. And we see Wraith Taylor again as Taylor wakes up from another nightmare. Terrified. Dark face. As I would be, However, to be fair. she was dreaming of her. She was dreaming because of Because they love each other. So cut to McCain Zelenka trying to get Carson to sit in the chair, which <laughs> fucking love <laughs> This has that. never worked. It's like trying to get Stormy into the bathtub. <laughs> Guys, it's not going to happen unless you can corral him, lock all the doors... <laughs> And then hold them in. And everybody wear your bathing suit because it's going to yeah. be a mess in there. Yeah. Putting putting Carson on the chair is the equivalent of getting a dog who does not like baths into the bathtub. So my, we had a dog that didn't necessarily hate baths, uh-huh. but would begrudgingly tolerate them. Yeah. So we used to put, a, he loved carrots. Uh-huh. Carrots is like his favorite thing in the world. We put a carrot on the far side of the bathtub. <laughs> oh, buddy. So we'd have to reach over and try to get it. Here's the thing: the dog was like 115 pounds, so he pounds, could reach. Yeah, so he could he couldn't quite reach. That he had to put one paw inside oh, the bathtub to get the carrot, and then we just kind of shoved him into the bathtub. Yeah, no, Stormy is made of dark matter. I've yeah. shared this before. He doesn't even tolerate baths. He does not fuck with that See, shit. See, this, like, <laughs> Marty, when he was in the tub, uh-huh. would stand there with the saddest Eeyore face in the world. Well, yeah. Well, like, once you're slowly he, torturing him. Once he's in there, he's very dignified and, and yeah. just stands and, like, hates you. Yeah, that's but exactly. But he won't, he won't take treats. Yeah. We've tried the peanut butter on the wall thing. We've tried, like, we've gone to, like, the pet places where you can put the little harness on them. Mm-hmm. All of it. He hates all of it of any so type. He's not a fan of water. To get Kaylee is kind of the same way. Uh-huh. Well, we just we used to do just outside with with the hose. Yeah. And so if someone just has to hold her scruff. Yeah. It is definitely a two man job. And just hold her there. Uh huh. And don't let her move. And <laughs> if you have to like trick her. You can't bring anything out. Yeah. It's like. It's like hide the soap. So what I'm saying is, if they could put some peanut butter on the chair, yeah. Carson might sit. Carson might. What if they just put like some scotch on it? Oh, that's a good yeah. Just right? put some good single malt. Like, could just come get, come get it, boy. <laughs> come on, Carson. If you just gotta sit in the chair, just gotta sit in the chair. It's right here, buddy. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> And he sits there and begrudgingly drinks it. You just broke me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm mainly laughing because that's how you would get me to sit in the chair. Yeah, yeah. Just look, 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 look at this wool I found. Look at the wool. The scotch. Well, the scotch and the. I mean, I feel like if it weren't enough. But the begrudging, like, I mean, I'm gonna drink it anyway. I mean, I'm gonna drink this. this. I'm just gonna drink the scotch. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you better get all the readings you need while I drink this scotch. Yeah. Because, of course, you can't just down scotch. No. You have to sit there yeah. and sip it. Well, that's it, why so. you use scotch. Anyways, it's a Three Stooges campaign is what we end up watching. It's, it's yep. beautifully awesome. Yakety Sax plays as they all run around. <laughs> also, that played in the last episode. Yeah, it plays in all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. There is your critical reference for this week. Um... But the the main thing, there's not enough power to, like, 
send any squid weapons out or anything. What they need is someone to sit in the chair so they sure. can calculate how much power they think the chair is going to need if we had enough power to even work it in the first place. How much chair power could a chair power if a, power, if a chair could yeah, power? Yeah, basically. Power. Uh, and as this bickering continues, Weir comes in and needs to steal Carson, who is very relieved. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm taking my scotch. <laughs> um, and, and she's like, you were right. He goes, lovely. Mm-hmm. About what? And apparently it's the fact that the Wraith evolved after the Ancients arrived in the Pegasus Galaxy. Yeah. Which apparently McCain's Zelenka had a bet upon. Oh. I need more McKay Zelenka action. We all need more McKay Zelenka action. Just a lot of, like, just... They need their own spin-off. Idiocy. They I just want need, a like, sitcom. I want to see them bosom buddy style. Yeah. Like, I want to see them, like, going out to bars. Yeah. Or or taking a vacation together. It's... Imagine them on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'd be down with? I actually would be down if they, you know... Picked the main cast instead of doing like the Atlantis adventure sci-fi. Mm. Just you can keep it the setting as Atlantis, but did like a friend style, and so you just have McKay and Zelenka as Joey and Chandler. That could work. Yeah, or, or even as like uh, uh, standing tall on the way. Perfect strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. You can you can have like you can have there's so John many as you can make them adopt a baby you can make them yeah own a zoo you three men and a baby it yeah 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 so many with Carson <laughs> and Zelenka and McKay. and McKay three men and a baby yep yep yeah I dig it this is happening I need this I need this in life okay I'm gonna write it in my head right now okay go. you go ahead I'm gonna okay. continue with the yeah, story yeah yeah yeah. Um, so the Wraith language, Weir has figured out, is a derivative of ancient. And on top of that, she's been able to translate the first part of the Wraith data device, which is why she needs person. Hmm. Weird how Wraith language is derived from ancient. Hmm. It's almost like we caused our own fucking troubles like we do in every parable of the world. Look at us eating apples, breeding Wraith. Yep. <laughs> Just doing all the things, opening boxes. Yep. Fucking humans. Uh, Atlantis is just Pandora's <laughs> box in mm-hmm. city form. Mm-hmm. I like that we both drank at the same time so that neither of us could I talk. was like, this is going to be a drink well, pause. It's just fine. Just what it is. So in the next, the next morning, mm. neither Carson or Weir has gotten sleep, but Taylor comes in. They're like, you might want to sit for this part. And he, she's like, I'm not getting any more vulnerable than I already am. Fuck you. I'm standing. I'm going to stand with a weapon in hand. So the Wraith were conducting experiments on our ancestors. Just drop the bomb. Yeah. Might as well rip the band-aid off. You ever heard of goibles? No, probably not. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> the, yeah, it was like bad times. Bad yeah. times. Yeah. Um, well, it was just a single Wraith doing this, actually against the wishes of the rest of the Wraith. Mm. And Carson tries to Carson and, like, ramble and explain about strands and cells and mapping genetic code. While still saying nothing. While still saying nothing. And she's like, point, get to. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you've got some Wraith DNA in your genetic makeup. Girl, you in danger. And then her face blue screens. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what's going to go down. So Carson and Weir explain the rest of this to the team, minus Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but Weir also puts it into perspective that really this makes Taylor no different from them. 
Right. Then John is for them because of his ATAG. Oh, she's special like you, John. Oh, I'm back to that. And Ford realizes how insane Bates is going to get once he hears this. Yeah, Bates needs to, to have a little like self-inventory about why he hates Taylor so much. And I understand he hates Wraith, but let's consider a little bit of story before we just decide to go off on people. Because he does. He, yeah. he has no qualms. No. No Yikes. chill. Yeah. Um, and the log that they have indicates that the wraith were trying to make this one wraith was trying to make the feeding process more efficient. One wraith to rule them all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it just came out weird. <laughs> I don't know why I did. Because I'm drunk. Got it. Okay, I'm here. Three wraith to the elven kings. <laughs> one wraith to bind Nine them. to mortal men doomed to be fed mm-hmm. upon... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. Um, so anyways, they were they were trying to he he was trying to make the the human states better, essentially, easier yeah. to process, like a dairy pill. Sure, sure, sure. And because the wraith is still closer to that bug thing that John thought no one would ever talk about or mention again, uh-huh. to that thing than they are to humans. Yeah. Uh, and Carson's theory is that the ancients unwittingly, not on purpose, accidentally allowed humans to evolve on a planet and had an insect species and those insects fed on the humans their manip- their dna got manipulated and they kind of evolved into the wraith abominations yeah they're just abominations uh-huh well they're just you know nature finds a way oh, gross life finds a way yeah they just Jeff Goldblum to their way. Do you into know that existence. Jeff Goldblum's on tour? Is he? Yeah. Can we go see Jeff? Like Goldblum? a live tour. What does he do on his tour? Do we care? I guess not. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> He's one of those people that it, it doesn't matter what he hey, does. Hey, stand there, tell me a story. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I'm in. So yeah, they they just Jeff Goldblumed their way into existence here. Yuck. And Carson's. In like, my head, they made it. It was gross. Ew. I'm done. Maybe it's kind of what happens, like, you know how I get really sensitive to mosquito bites? Yeah. It's oh, you're kind of the same to a mosquito thing. lady? No, 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 no. The mosquitoes that have my DNA and the oh. mosquitoes are going to evolve. Oh, my God. Into a mosquito-human hybrid. That's not okay because there is no stronger human on Earth than a Nixie. <laughs> Holy shit, we're all in trouble, guys. Um, but Carson says his end goal, to be fair, his end goal is a little extreme mm-hmm, extreme mm-hmm. cold times call for extreme measures sure, but he, sure. his end goal would be a biological weapon that can attack the wraith only and not humans yep 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 because regardless of their the enemies let's or not, not think about what it's going to do to Taylor. genocide yeah i mean a bombs yeah <laughs> that's why you don't let the scientists do things if you have moral quandary like if you're this is moral how you get a things. raven claw dark lord yes yes you told me to find an answer. I found you an answer. Now you're all upset about your morals. Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah. So McKay is on a, a bigger point mm. um, that none of this helps them. <laughs> this is all cool. Yeah. The Wraith are still fucking coming here. They're coming. They're and, coming. And and we're just like, yeah, he has a point. We should uh, We should get back to work on trying to like kill 
the immediate wraith oh, infestation. Oh, yes. Yes, it's important that we got it. Wraith coming, wraith, we're all going to die. Cool. Let's not think about the creepy bug abomination anymore. So in Kate's office, Taylor knows that it's not her fault. There's nothing she can do. There's She's no different now than she was yesterday. Mm. But that's actually what she's most worried about is how others are going to react. Her father said it was a gift, um, that it helped warn her people, that in a lot of ways it's why she became the leader right. of her people. Um, but even though nothing has changed, they now, people around her now have reason to fear her. Right. Why are bugs always the enemies in Stargate? I tweeted this to you earlier and I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I didn't. But it's always bugs. It's always bugs. Replicators? Uh-huh. The Wraith are ultimately just bugs. What is our obsession with this? What Probably does it mean? Probably because the writers are... What's what's the term for bug phobia? Bug phobia. Yeah, they're bug phobists. They're bug phobic. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's bigger than arachnophobia. It's oh, just yeah. bug phobia. Just all the bugs. <coughs> That's the uh, Latin prefix for bugs, right? It's bugs. Yes, yeah, bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so John and McKay come into Weir's office talking, and Weir's like, hold... As she continues reading, why did the Wraith scientist stop? She asks. Hmm. It's not because the other stopped him. He just stopped on his own. And also, why were the other Wraith against it when it was supposed to help them feed? Interesting. So the Wraith communicate with a telepathic network, we know. And thankfully, they can't read the minds of humans. But Weir is discovering that as a byproduct of just mixing a small amount of wraith DNA into humans, Mm -hmm. those humans could tap into the wraith neural psychic They need to, like, put up some firewalls. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't know how to put up firewalls. Yeah. Fair. So Taylor mentioned, um, Taylor mentioned that when those returned humans, they were hearing things. And it must have driven them mad. Which is probably... A, why the Wraith gave up on his experiments, Mm -hmm. and also why they turned violent. Like, they were just hearing voices nonstop in their head. It's like when you you open the side and you're like, oh, this is spam, this is spam, fuck, close it, close it, close it. It doesn't close. Yeah, it didn't close. And then you just burn your computer. Yep. That works. (laughs) Um, So he released, the the Wraith released the humans back into the village because he thought interbreeding would, like, dilute... (laughs) I'm just not going to tell anybody what I did. Just go back to your people. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he Fuck. was just hoping it would, like... It would that guy's in so much trouble. Die down over... <laughs> he totally is. It would just, like, die down over a couple generations. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It didn't. Um, and the rest of the Wraith took out that planet. And... However, they took the planet out, but some of the survivors had already been banished. Mm-hmm. And they were just able to continue on the you know experiment essentially and so the idea is that Taylor might actually be able to do more than just sense the wraith coming she can crush them she might be able to hack into like their the wi-fi. bugs that they are hack into the wraith wi-fi <laughs> so in taylor's room kate into and we the wraith rex no it didn't work no nope. i tried i tried I-, I saw you trying it was it's a good try <laughs> Kate and Weir explain to her that most likely she can hear the Wraith as well. And you just never knew you could and never tried. I mean, who would want to try? That sounds dumb. 
I mean, I would never do that. Whatever. No big deal. And, like, Weir's never going to ask it's, her to do this. It's exactly what it, you know what it is? It's when, like, Harry uses the scar uh-huh. to spy on Voldemort. Yeah. Don't do that shit. It's like, usually those lines are open both ways. Yeah. No, it's exactly like when Harry... Yep, 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 yep. Like, tr- like thought he could outplay Voldemort in his own mind. And it's like, dude, come on. This uh, Snape is trying to teach you how to not do this shit, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck you, Snape!" And it's you're not you're a bitch. Yeah. Snape is like trying to help you learn how to turn that ability off, and you're like, "Let me go poke the bear!" Yeah, fuck Nothing you. Nothing bad can happen if I go poke the pile of fire ants. Assholes. They rate All their fire ants in this yeah, analogy. Yeah, I like it. Just well, in case bugs. you weren't clear. Yeah, nope, I'm I'm following. On. I don't that. know what path we're going down, but I'm following. Again, a double sip pause. So Weir's like, I would never ask you to do this if I didn't think it would blah, blah, blah. And Taylor's like, no, I'm probably going to do it. Because that sounds like the weird, dangerous shit that I'm into. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to do it. Because I will do anything to protect the people. Because that is what my identity is. And my identity right now is so fragile. Can I say? That I'm willing to cost my life. I think there's two parts. Mm Mm-hmm. I think part of is her his her like innate need to protect people. Mm-hmm. I think uh, also a part of it is also wanting to do anything to prove her loyalty. That's yeah, and to yeah. prove her self worth. That's exactly right. And it's just this need of like everything that of all of these things are so fragile right now that I am willing to give up my life. Yeah. To prove that that's what I am. Yeah. Interesting. So Kate's going to try hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Kate and Kirsten are going to be there the whole time right next to her. Yep. Monitoring, watching. Um, the Wraith are still a week away. We're not really sure how, how far the Wraith Wi-Fi goes, but you can sense their presence. So good idea could, that we might try. still be within the router booster mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> it's, uh, sure. Words. Um, and Kate emphasizes that this is desperate times, call for desperate measures sort of thing. Now take off your pants. <laughs> oh no, wrong time. Yeah, wrong, wrong. Sorry, sorry, measures. sorry. There's other people in the room. Um, <laughs> so back in the infirmary, Carson finishes hooking up some monitors, and they're ready to go. So mm-hmm. Kate starts some breathing exercises. Carson gives her a sedative. Imagine you've never even heard of hypnosis. Yeah. And now you're like, hey, there's a wraith in you. Uh-huh. Hey, let's talk to the wraith in you. What the fuck? What do you think hypnosis is? Poor Taylor. (laughs) Dear God. Yeah. So, like, they do also have an out, so Taylor can come out of it at any time. They have a really mild sort of electrical... So they think... You know, they're using knowledge base that they have. Mm -hmm. So at first she doesn't hear anything. And Kate uses the memory of the day her father was taken to try to trigger something. And she hears voices. Mm-hmm. Many of them. She tries to just narrow in on one of them. Yep. And she can see through a kaleidoscope walking on a wraith ship in a human storage room. And then feeding on a human. That's not creepy at all. No big deal. And she starts normal. to panic and Carson hits the zap button and wakes yeah. her up. And she's obviously panicked for good reason. And Weir's like, oh, fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. I fucked up. Yeah, yeah we're let's like, not nope, do it again. Nope, I'm, I'm noping out of this. I'm yeah. forcing you to nope out of this. Yeah. And she had no right to ask Taylor to do this, and she storms out, and Taylor tries ripping her monitors off. Carson's like, please don't do that. Yeah, uh, these are very expensive, and we have a limited amount. Basically. That's probably what he's thinking. 
And in the hallway, Weir tells Shepard that she can't put through Taylor that. And John's like, uh, but can't you? Like, the wraith are coming. And once they get here, you may regret. It's like, oh, you can put her through that or we all die. Yeah. Or we all die anyway, but we don't know. So fuck it. And Taylor runs out going, why did you stop things? I was there. I, was... I signed the release. Yeah. <laughs> it was working. And yeah, I felt one feed, but I can handle this and mm-hmm. I can help. And I don't care if I'm going to try it again, like it or not, basically. Yep. So we see through her wraith vision again later, describing what she's seeing as she's going through. It's very much like uh, like seeing through a familiar's eyes if you're a wizard. D&D. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except not. Or or it's like being a gold inside the head of your host. Yeah. And you're just walking around. Yeah. Oh, full circle. Um, so. Really, I did very little connect the dots there. So they get to in the control room and, and Taylor, we see, takes a deep breath and she opens her eyes, looks up with a very non-Taylor-like smirk and tells them they're all so pathetic. Hmm. And seeing that, John's like, that's not Taylor. Is it though? And they, it? they wake her up. <laughs> they like have to double shock her to wake her up. Yeah. Uh, and Taylor's like, what happened? Where am I? In the control room, Kate explains that Taylor's resting now. There's probably some shock involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know what long-term psychic damage this could be doing to her. Um, we're not going to think about it. John's like, look, she was there. She had a map in sight. She almost had the attack plan. Whereas, like, were, did you just see the same shit I saw? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shepard's like, I mean... I saw it, and we handled it. Yeah. She's and, fine now. Yeah. God. And they're interrupted by an incoming wormhole, and it's Bates at the Alpha site. They're coming in hot. They're under attack. It's the almost shield- like he looks for the wraith because he hates them so much. <laughs> like, the, the amount he's under attack, I feel like he's looking for a fight. Probably. Mm-hmm. Spoiling um, for a fight. The shield's lowered. Everyone gets a defensive position. As soon as Bates' his entire team is through, they, they put the shield back up. Yep. The Alpha site's screwed. It's it's no longer an option. The Wraith showed up and dropped that light tag that we saw in the last yep. episode near the gate. Super good times. More concerning is that that was an uninhabited planet. Mm-hmm. The Wraith had no need to ever go there. They are aware of things. They know the things. Taylor told them all the things. Gotta go by. Basically, they're like, it's like they knew we were coming, Bates hmm. said, as Weir and John are like, hmm. We may have accidentally opened the door... We downloaded this thing. <laughs> it was from a shady site. We but didn't run it through any virus like, check. Virus protection. You know how Trojan horses happen. We may or may not have um, been the reason you almost died, but let's not talk about that. We're going to know that for now. Mm-hmm. In the infirmary, uh, Taylor is again recounting how close she was to finding the answers, and it's forward sitting. I just, for some reason, I love. This, we don't get a ton of Ford Taylor interaction, yeah. and it's just, I don't know. I really, I just sort of find it really adorable, and and. Well, she's, you know, anytime he deals with the women in on Atlantis, there's like this little brother vibe. Yeah, like because when much he, when, here. yeah, when he talks with Weir, when he talks with Taylor, there's just like because there's a respect there. Yeah. But there's also like, tell me the things. Yeah. What are the things? Yeah. Like, it's just, you, you've, we've gotten, 
when the season started, Ford is very much just like military dude. Yeah. Young, upcoming military dude. But over the season, and I think this plays into it, is like, there's some heart and soul. Yeah. Inside Ford. Like, you know what he that is means? a caretaker. They're going to kill him. Okay. That's what it means. Okay. Fuck. I mean, he doesn't have to die. I mean, they're going to do it, though, because okay. now we like him and we love him. I mean, and we like said, and love other characters. And he said too. goodbye to his grandma. Okay. Other people said goodbye to mm-hmm. family members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I don't like it. <laughs> She she thinks what she saw was was a map like a battle plan yeah and there's more and like it it's one thing more than just wanting to wipe out Atlantis she's sure of it and for it's like yes they want to eat us all too yeah hmm because we taste good because <laughs> we're human we taste like chicken yep probably Eddie Hazard said that cannibals say that humans taste like chicken really. Ever, I would have thought more like cow meat. I would have thought too. I don't know if or it's like true. Or like pig meat. I just know that I have Dressed to Kill almost entirely memorized from Eddie Izzard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go... Chicken is a reptile, essentially. Yes. And we are not. I always thought more like lamb. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I, I go, I'm going to go with like pig. Or like venison. Like we're probably made of bacon. I'm going to eat my own arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where the bacon lives, though. It's the problem. You know everything. I mean, I do know where the part That's of the fair. pig the bacon yeah. comes from. It's not... Oh, no. I have arm bacon. It's not... Okay. Yeah. I make arm bacon. My okay. body is special. <laughs> <laughs> All of humans are just I'm just going to slice an arm and then eat it, and then it'll grow back, right? Because that's how... trying to take the beer away from you, so... <laughs> That's how skin and, and flesh works, right? It just grows back. That's how skin grafts work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird. Yep. To be fair, we also, I still remember an early episode where we talked about having a grill on someone's stomach, so this oh, is yeah, still yeah, not yeah. the weirdest conversation That's we've true. had. That's true. It's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Taylor's, Taylor's getting the fact that it's not just they want to eat us. It's the fact that they're getting desperate. Mm-hmm. They've always been so confident in their ability to rule over the galaxy because of their numbers. Yeah. Because they just vastly outnumbered all the humans. But now they're all awake and there's a food shortage. Hmm. That's the desperation. Yeah. They're hungry. So Taylor doesn't remember, like, the wraith ever speaking through her. But she, she knows the feeling right before they took over. Oh, okay. So Ford's like, I don't I don't know if they're going to be a next time that you can stop it. Like, I don't think they're going to let you go do that again. Yeah, you're going to, you're done. You're done now. She's like, bitch, watch me. Yeah, I'm in charge. In the conference room, for some reason, they fill Bates on, in, on everything that's just happened. You know, so, I wonder if they assume if we tell him he'd be less likely to fly off the handle. Yeah. As you can imagine, he doesn't take it well. Mm-hmm. Firmly blaming the alpha site issues on her. God, he's so quick. And Ford comes in and is like, guys, Taylor's going to try again. She was really close to something big. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weir's like, that's not safe. And Bates is like, she's going to give more intel away. Ford's like, guys, listen, there's nothing you can do to stop her. Yeah. She's going to do it. So you, she either does it on her own or she does it while we're there with her. Yeah, yeah. 
So they go there with her, and Kate helps her under again. It's easier, quicker this time. Sure. Taylor sees into the control room, sees the map holograph, um, and is taken over again. Yay, that's always good. Punches Carson, grabs the IV stand, breaks some equipment, barely missing John, catches mm-hmm. John the second time. I mean, we forget that this is the badass that she is. Yeah. Like, of all the people, it's like in your party, the person you don't want possessed is your barbarian, because then everyone's fucked. Or your fighter. Yeah. As we found out one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad times. So, she uh, she sends Ford flying as she goes after Weir, and a wraith stunner hits her in the back. Mm-hmm. She, like, constitution save, shrugs it off. <laughs> His hit again. Finally yeah. goes down and we see that his Bates with a weird satisfied smirk on his face. You know, I hope he got it out of his system. Hopefully. Yeah. But he's also going to say, told you so. <sighs> Fuck that. And dude. everyone rushes to go uh, check on Taylor. Hmm. Um, on the balcony, Weird just hopes they haven't caused some permanent damage to Taylor. And John's like, look, and she's one of the strongest people I know. She's... Holding it together after all the shit she's been through in See, her life. I don't think that would have been my defense. I would have been like, she's been through so much shit in her life. We can't break her anymore than she's already broken. Yeah, and I yeah. think, and I think, sort of, that's more what John is trying to yeah. get, to. get to. Yeah. Um. And and Carson comes out with a with a bandage on his cheekbone. Oh, Carson! And a doozy yeah, I a bet headache. you it's worse than that. But he's trying to be like super cool about it. Oh, like, he oh, probably it's fine, has it's fine. a massive migraine level headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. a concussion. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm fine. See, Doctor you didn't healed myself. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Um, but Taylor's awake. Carson is a puppy. Them. Carson is a puppy. <laughs> oh. And I really, really like puppies. Mm, puppies are good. What kind of puppy would Carson be? I don't know. Something fluffy. Yeah. What's the dog's? St. Bernard? Oh, see, I was thinking a little fluffy guy. Like a, what is it, the Cavalier King? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing that small. Maybe he's just like a little scruffy a Swedish, street dog. Is it the Swedish Volkhound? That's kind of cool. It's he's, the one that's too looks... tall, though. No, no, no! It's the one that looks the this. If I'm getting it, the name right, mm-hmm. the Swedish Volkhound is the one that looks like the cross between a corgi and a husky. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, yeah, good yeah. with that. I like it. Yeah, Carson is puppy. Yep. Okay. So, or that, or I mean, and I don't say this because they're the Scottish. Uh-huh. I say this because I truly love the dog, in, in Irish. Well, they're not Scottish, but. In the area, I meant. Uh-huh. Wolfhound. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. I just think there's something scruffy about him. Well, wolfhounds are very scruffy. All right, that's fair. He could just be tramp. <laughs> yes, I'm good He's just that. an adorable mutt. He's a little scamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. Um, so, Taylor apologizes for letting the wraith control her, which... How do you apologize for a thing you didn't do? Yes, mm-hmm. but she's still going to apologize. Sure. I would too. Yeah. Uh, although the, the idea that the Wraith can control her concerns everyone, including yeah. Weir. But Taylor is pretty sure she reassures him that it's, it's not a two-way street, that she has to initiate contact. Let's hope so. And more importantly, she saw the map. I saw the map. I saw the map. I saw the sign. And it opened up my eyes. And it was a map. <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, she sells their plans, mm-hmm. and they don't just want Atlantis. Dun, dun, dun. They got information from Sumner when they were torturing him. Mm, yep, sounds about right. And it's why all of the Wraith are waking up. Fuck, 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 fuck. They're all coming here. They're coming. They know that Atlantis is the only way to a new feeding ground. Yay, let's eat Earth. Earth. That's the name of this episode. Let's eat Earth. End of episode. Remember when this episode ends, you're literally like, what do you mean that's the end of the episode? Yeah, not okay. Not cool with that at all. Um, joke's on them. We're going to destroy the planet before they get here. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, yep. Yep. I knew this would happen. I told you those chairs are connected. We're coming back to Earth. Because God forbid we do anything that doesn't involve us for too long. We've been off planet long enough. Okay. It's going to be alien versus predator. <laughs> the gold are going to help us. They're going to be predator. It's just and the, the two Wraith shows are going to merge into one show. And they're just going to fight off the Wraith. And then we're going to be like enemies on the same side for a couple episodes. <laughs> and then it's going to be done. Future according to Grace. Dun, 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 dun. This was fun. I'm drunk and I gotta pee. So next episode, <laughs> you have to wait a couple more minutes. No, I can't do it. So the next episode we're gonna talk about is Mobius Part Strips. One. Part uh, One of the SG One Season it, Finale of SG One. Yes. yes. Which will be interesting to hear your reaction to. Ah, mm, uh, no, I'm scared. No, no, no. Not in a scared way. Okay. Not in a scared way. Okay. But it will still be very interesting to see your reaction oh, to it. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll see you guys next week with Mobius Part, part one. 1. Um, Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Like us, like us, review us on... Oh, wait. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Then like, rate, rate us, like us, review us on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Things. We love you guys. Uh, don't play with bugs unless you know that they're not going to mate with you. Okay, bye. <laughs>